Hey, mama. So uh, there is so much talk about Pinterest and how it is a game changer for business owners. It's not like your typical social media platform, and it really is a great way to drive traffic to your website. But with all its benefits, is it an ideal marketing platform for mompreneurs? Well, that's what we're talking about today. In today's episode, I interview Pinterest queen, Drea Catan. Drea is a Pinterest strategist, and she shares so much insight into how to effectively use Pinterest in your business as a mompreneur. She even shares how it can be used to grow your podcast audience. Also, just a quick side note, my daughter Eden decided to record this interview with us, so you'll definitely hear her throughout the interview and even her tapping on the table and different things like that. But you guys know that I have kids, so it is what it is. All right, so if you're ready to learn about how to effectively use Pinterest in your business, let's get to today's episode. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Turn Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Tour Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down to talk with Pinterest strategist Drea Catan, and we are going to be talking all about using Pinterest for your business. So, Drea, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. I'm Drea. I'm from Sacramento, California. I'm an oat mocha lover, an ex-corporate burnout turned Pinterest strategist, and I'm so excited to be talking about Pinterest with you all and can't wait to dive in. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to talk to you about Pinterest. I know that we worked together previously and I saw like a lot of the benefits of using Pinterest for your business. And so a lot of us moms, like when we think about Pinterest, we're looking at it for like a recipe or something like that. So tell us like from a business perspective, like what is Pinterest and how does it benefit us as business owners? That is such a great question. Pinterest really, the powerhouse behind it is that it is a visual search engine. So just like you said, It is a huge place where moms like to be active. In fact, it reaches about 80% of moms on the internet, according to Hootsuite. It is designed to inspire action. So users really interact with Pinterest in that they are looking for their next big event, the next thing that they're planning, whether that might be 
you know, facilitating something in their life, a goal that they have, an event, um, the next meal that they're making. Maybe they have a problem, like how do I um, resolve this specific problem for my kid? Maybe it's about schooling. Maybe it's about financial education. There's so many different things that people are coming to the platform for. And they are leveraging Pinterest to not only inspire their plans, but also to take action. They'll put their ideas onto a board and eventually take action on the ones that they feel inspired to do. So it's a place where businesses can really get into the the mix while people are forming their decisions instead of after the fact. Mm, I love that. Um perspective like from like looking at it from a business standpoint because like I have the app on my phone and I every time I'm going on there it's like to find a new recipe especially I have a pretty picky toddler so trying to find a recipe that he's gonna enjoy and actually eat um so thank you for breaking that down for us and how is Pinterest different from other social media platforms There's a lot of key differences between Pinterest and other platforms, but the one that I feel really stands out is that Pinterest doesn't pull you from your day. You can be living your life, you can be with your family, and you log on to Pinterest at whatever designated time that you need to log on, and you can post and ghost and have zero negative effects. So Maybe it's once once a week for one to two hours a week. You're in there. You're planning out all of your content. There's nothing urgent. There's no fires. There's no need to go jump in to stories and show your face when you're in the middle of whatever it is that you've got going on that day. Um, there's you know no need to be camera ready because all of your content can be planned ahead of time and prepared. You can easily repurpose from other platforms as well. Um, I think that there's just a lot that allows people to be in their daily lives and still reaching new audiences on the platform. I love that. Um, And I can say as a user of Pinterest, it's not a scrolling app. Like literally I go on there for a specific purpose and that's it. You know, I only have it open. Like if I'm looking back at the recipe, making sure I followed all the steps, um, but also to as a business owner using it, you're right. Like I don't even go into the actual app to, or the actual, like go into Pinterest because I use like a social media scheduler. And so, and it has Pinterest. So literally I can just schedule my pins and I don't really have to go into Pinterest unless like I need to look at the analytics or anything like that. So it is, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't suck up your time. You're not on there. You don't get like lost in a bunch of videos and different things like that. So I, I love that. And it's, it's great for that purpose. Definitely. So I know you touched a little bit on like the benefits of using Pinterest for your business, but is there like anything else that you can add to that? Like, as far as like maybe like how you like you reaching your audience or anything like that. Cause I know for instance, with Instagram, because you are dealing with the algorithm, you may not always reach your ideal, you know, clients and different things like that. So how does Pinterest differ in that sense? On Pinterest, what we see is like I mentioned, it's a different demographic Like I said, Pinterest reaches about 80% of mothers on the internet. 
Not only that, but about 59%, according to Comscore, uh, 59% of Pinterest users are not even on Instagram. So you're able to reach an entirely different audience. And the search capabilities and function works a lot closer to, I would dare to say, like Google than something like Instagram. I know Instagram is more up and coming in the SEO space. And obviously, you talk about SEO all the time with podcasting. And I think there's so much power to being on an SEO platform like that. But being searchable is so underrated, especially before you have a brand name. Pinterest, about 97% of searches are unbranded. So that's uncharted territory. That's like where you can really fit in and you can shine, even if you're not the big name in the industry, because people are not necessarily going on to search for where can I get this one thing, you know, and I want it to be from like, I don't know, Abercrombie jeans is the one that's coming to mind. I don't know who's selling Abercrombie jeans, but I'm sure someone out there can relate. You know, I want to find the best 90s cut jeans. And so I'm going to go on and I'm going to search and I'm going to find a bunch of different options. And that's where I'm going to make my decision. Oh my gosh, I love this one. I'm going to pin this one. I'm going to pin that one. And then eventually I might even make a a buying decision. That's really good. And it's crazy that 59% of Pinterest users aren't on Instagram. Like it really goes to show just how different Pinterest is from Instagram Another thing I wanted to add it to is that I talk a lot about evergreen content and Pinterest in a sense is evergreen content, but you also can pair it with your evergreen content in like, if you want to promote like a blog post or do a pin like for a blog post for your podcast episodes and different things like that. And the reason why I say it's evergreen in that, like I am still having people like repin pins or even like find like old podcast episodes and blog posts through pins that I posted months ago, like earlier this year and different things like that. And so I think that's another really great benefit of Pinterest in that it does have that evergreen aspect because like you said, it's similar to Google and everything. I mean, even when we Google stuff, I see it all the time. Half the time, it's like different Pinterest pins that are coming up or different things like that. So it really is like completely different from the other social media platforms. Oh, yeah. The lifespan of pins on Pinterest is just unmatched. Of course, you never know which ones are going to take off, right? So I always tell people it's a mix of quality and quantity. You don't want to get so hung up on it being perfect and spending so much time in your formatting that you never post it or you post fewer as a result. It really helps when you have some templates. Just get the content out there because you never know which ones are going to live, like you said, for six months to a year. And if you search on Pinterest, a lot of the time, the top ranking things in the search, if you go in, I bet you you're going to see that they've that they were posted a year ago or even even prior. So there's really a lot of longevity on the platform, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny you mentioned like not getting caught up on the design of the pins and stuff. And it's true. Like some of my best performing pins, I felt like they were the ugliest ones, but it was like really valuable content. 
So it really, it's like, it don't get caught up on it. Just really mm-hmm. make sure you're just posting consistently and everything. And you're having it linked to like, you know, your blog, your podcast, whatever it is that you are, you know, you want to have on your Pinterest pins or whatever, you know, just having that connected and, um, and you can touch on this too. So like, I know with pins, like you want to have like your description, you want to have like a really good title and everything like that. So can you give us like some tips for that, ensuring that, you know, we are utilizing Pinterest to like how it's supposed to be used and all of that, because because it's so different than like Instagram and Facebook and everything, I do feel like you have to use a different strategy for Pinterest. So give us all your best tips for that part of Pinterest. Absolutely. Okay. So I will say exactly like you were saying, Pinterest has a totally different use and it has a different algorithm as a result. Um, Pins are really designated to drive traffic somewhere else. I like to say, while sure you're creating content when you're creating a pin, that pin in order to have functionality is not your end content. Like that pin is to inspire someone to leave the platform and very different from Instagram where, you know, it thrives on keeping you on the platform and all of those things. You can link directly from your pins so that people can then take action and leave to your site or wherever it is that you're pulling them to. So keeping that usage in mind, it really helps us to understand if we know what the goal is, then we can format our content so that we we are keeping in mind search. What are people searching for? And then second, how do I make sure I'm not giving it all away on the pin, right? So for example, on Instagram, you might have like a carousel or even a, an Instagram grid post where it has in the caption, the, the full story, right? And, and someone can save it and someone can keep that Instagram, you know, that Instagram post or like that Instagram post and they have no reason to go anywhere else because it's self-contained. On, on your Pinterest pin, you really want to incentivize people to go somewhere else. You want to inspire them, like whatever, maybe it's that you have a podcast that you've transcribed into a blog and you're letting them know like the 10 best ways to do X. They searched for X. They're like, gosh, I need to know these 10 best ways. And so I'm going to go click over. I might even go look at your description. So you want to make sure your description is, is for a human to read. And you don't want to give it all away because if you give away the full 10 in the description, which you're probably also going to have trouble doing because there's not a ton of space to write in the description. Um, But that aside, if you give it all away in the description, sure, I might save it for later, but I have no incentive to go to your site where maybe you're advertising a freebie or an offer that gets me into your sales funnel and into your world. So you really want to be mindful of how do I catch attention, stop the scroll once someone does have a search, but first even get into the search and then don't give it all away. Make sure that you've got that call to action, read more, find out more, discover more, something along those lines that really incentivizes, hey, there's something on the other side of this pin. Let me go, let me go get that value there. I love that. So if anybody takes anything away, the whole thing with Pinterest is that you want to drive them somewhere else. So ideally to your website. So just keeping that at the forefront of your mind when you're designing your pins, writing the title, writing that description and everything, you want to really create something that's so enticing that they click 
and go over to your website. Absolutely. Um, so because, you know, I love all things podcasting. Talk to me about how we can use Pinterest for our podcast. Amazing. So we just touched on it a little bit, but I do want to dive a little bit deeper so that we have the, the full context of what is going to be the most powerful and the best bang for your buck in terms of driving traffic to a podcast. What really works the best is when you have a claimed website. So let's say, you know, your website, for example, Mama Term Mompreneur, you want to have that website claimed on Pinterest. You want to transcribe your podcast into a blog post and embed the podcast into that blog post. And in there, you can also have links or ways that you are driving to an opt-in page, right? So maybe you're, you are giving those 10 best tips in your podcast in that blog post, you know, with transcribing it over and then having some way of, of retaining them, right? Getting them onto an email list, something that makes sense. Like want, you know, want something that's another step further, want the 50 things that's going to, you know, help, help move the needle in some way, save you some time, whatever that looks like. You have that opt-in, you get them into your sales funnel. Um, so that's really going to be the way that you want to drive traffic to a podcast. And the reason I say it's so important to have a claimed website is yes, you can link back to other other sources that are not a claimed website. However, two things. One is you can build your own website, you know, SEO, like build that that search engine optimization. Google's going to see all of your Pinterest references as organic search. And two, Pinterest loves to see that you are creating content that is going back to a trusted source. So at the longevity of your account, the longevity that you have, um, that you're driving to the same website, the fact that it's claimed, all of these things help you build trust with Pinterest. It doesn't want you doing something spammy. It doesn't want people sending people random places left and right. You can definitely send people over to your Instagram if you're trying to grow an Instagram following. However, do keep in mind that you're probably going to get a lot more traction if you're sending people instead to a website that you own and that's claimed because Pinterest wants to see where you're sending that traffic to and you can only have one claimed site. And unfortunately, you can no longer have claimed social media. That's really good. And I, I really like that Pinterest really helps build that website authority. Um, so that's like a really nice feature of it. And yeah, definitely like if you are, you know, repurposing your podcast episodes into blogs, definitely create a pin for it. I even create pins for my show notes because they're housed on my website and they're kind of like the length of a blog and everything. And I use, you know, SEO and everything like that. And so it's just a great way to get people back to your website, get people listening to your podcast episodes and everything. So again, building that domain authority and all of that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I know you teach so much about SEO. So that I think is just going to be you know, adding fuel to the fire, being on another platform where you're generating, you know, from Pinterest over to your, over to your podcast, where you also have, you've been using these keywords and it's all, it's all feeding on itself, which is really, really great. Yes. Yes. So say a mompreneur is like, okay, I am buying into this whole Pinterest thing. Where do I get started? So 
Give us some tips for getting started with Pinterest today. Definitely. Great question. So the first thing that I would do after you've claimed your account, because I know we've talked about that a little bit, claimed your website. Um, if you don't have a website, don't be scared of it. Because like I said, Pinterest can still drive traffic somewhere else. It's just that it may take a little bit longer to build that trust with Pinterest. So just keep that in mind. So it's not like you need to have a website, but it really does help. Um, and then after you've taken that step of claiming your website, you really want to go and take a look at what people are searching for on the platform. Before you dive fully in, make sure that people are searching for terms related to your niche that you can potentially get content out for that makes sense to drive people into your world. So the first place I tell people to go when they're doing this keyword research on the platform is just the Pinterest search bar. And I know that that sounds really basic and simple, but like that's the first place that you want to start is go see like when I type in podcasting or if I type in entrepreneurship, go see what it is that pops up along, you know, along those terms. And those are just some of the keywords I might start out with if I was doing something for, you know, someone who's, whose business is in podcasting, but it really is going to depend on what your business is um, and start putting in some of those keywords, see what pops up. You know, once you create a search, there's going to be a list of stuff that pops up that people are searching for from most searched to least searched. And then you can, you know, click over into one of them and you get a couple different options as well. If there's a lot of search volume for that, you'll see other different options. And there's a bunch of different places where you can search for keywords, where you can really see what are people searching for. I wouldn't get too caught up in spending all of your time here. I think it's really valuable to spend a good amount of time, especially if you're new to keyword research. However, if if you're going to like kind of similar to like the optimizing and, and making everything so perfect in your designs at the end of the day, like you want to start implementing and you want to start putting it into action. So give yourself a cap, you know, maybe it's 10 minutes or 15 minutes once a month that I'm going into Pinterest doing my keyword research. And then once I have that, I've got my keyword bank, I've pulled it all in. And then I'm going back to what do I have that is an easy win to get people into my world Maybe that's a lead magnet or a few. Maybe that's a blog post or a few. Maybe that's, and even like I said, not having a website, maybe that's going to be Instagram posts um, or other things like that where you have long format content or some, some way of getting people into your world. And then creating basically like magazine covers, a little thing that is going to say, hey, there's more behind here. Click over and find out more. That's really what I would go focus on. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't get too caught up in doing all of the things, right? Like really make sure that you're streamlining it with a purpose and with intention. So maybe that does look like, hey, I can commit to doing five pins a week, then you're making five pins a week. And that's great. Whatever that looks like for you. And don't be afraid to go back and see, hey, this blog post performed the best. I'm going to keep going, you know, creating more pins back to the same blog post as long as they're fresh pins and not copy paste images of the same exact thing. That's great. Like you want to make sure that you're changing it up and keeping it fresh so that Pinterest doesn't think it's spammy. But beyond that, don't overcomplicate it. Use a template and start getting some content out to to your top performing content because that's where you're going to have the best bang for your buck. So for that top performing content, so if we're creating more pins for it, do you recommend using different keywords for each pin? That's a great question. And 
I would use a variety of different things. I would say you can definitely use the same keywords. Just make sure that you are not using the exact same title or the exact same description. You want to make sure that you're changing it up. Also, don't hesitate to change up colors too. Sometimes if you have a button in one color for whatever reason or, you know, fake button that like clearly if someone clicks over on a pin, it'll, it'll drive them somewhere. If you are changing up those colors, sometimes that's, that's helpful. And sometimes that helps to generate better results. So you really can be playing around with your templates and also make sure that you're making enough changes. If you're feeling like the same template that you're using and the changes that you've been making aren't enough and you're not seeing any traction, don't hesitate to change up a template. Or like you said, sometimes it's the ugliest templates that work the best. What I found a lot of results for, especially for click-throughs, is typically a big square that's somewhat faded through with the keywords on the on the on the top where you're blocking an image and it may not even be the prettiest image. And like people want, like, I don't know, I think it's something about not being able to see it fully or like, I need to know it's there. <laughs> people click over. So don't be afraid to put something out. That's not like the most aesthetically pleasing thing in the world. Totally don't neglect branding, right? You want to make sure that you're staying true to your brand and that if someone sees 10 of your pins that they know, like, Oh, they, they start to build that familiarity. But at the same time, don't let that be where you're spending all of your energy and time. Love that. And I learned something new today. So usually like when it comes to keywords, you want to make sure that you're using different keywords because you don't want to compete with yourself and trying to like rank for Google. So that's good to know about Pinterest. Like if it's the same blog post or same podcast episode, you can use the same keywords, but just changing up that title and that description. So I learned something new today. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So uh, this was such, such a good conversation. Oh. Like, I think that with all that you shared, my audience will definitely be able to get started with Pinterest. But before we get off, please share something about yourself that most people don't know about you. That's a good question. I would say something that most people don't know about me is that I speak Spanish. I'm Honduran. So most of my family is in Honduras, actually. And I just I really love to be able to travel and have like a totally different culture. You know, most of my family is there. Um, and it's very different. So I do love, I do love that I get to have that, the, the two cultures in my life. And um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think most people would peg me for Spanish speaking. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, that did not even, yeah, had no clue. <laughs> so that is definitely a fun fact. <laughs> Well, Drea, thank you so much for just coming on here, bringing so much value. Um, please share with my audience how they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Definitely. So I'm at Alenergy Social on Instagram, and you can also go to Um, You know, same spelling of A L Y N E R G Y. Um, com for all of my current offers and freebies on Instagram. You can also see like in my link in bio, I have a freebie right now. The freebie that I have is for basically setting up your and optimizing your 
Pinterest account. So if you are new or wanting to make sure that you have a fully optimized account, I highly encourage you to go check out that freebie. Um, It just walks you through like the different steps that I look at when I'm doing an audit for my clients so that you know, like all the different steps to look at for optimizing that account so that you can get started with and becoming searchable. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And this will all be linked in the show notes. Thank you again for being such an awesome guest and just sharing all your Pinterest wisdom. Thank you so much. I loved being here. And thank you all so much. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.